When I was running on the treadmill today, ESPN was on the television that was in front of me. And while I try to use that exercise time really well, today I just had on music and I was sort of watching the subtitles on ESPN here and there. And there were two ESPN stories that really caught my attention. The first was how much the analysts were talking about the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is naturally a big story. It's coming up in a few days. And so it was something that they were talking a lot about on the episode. And they kept referencing that the Atlanta Falcons had led the league in points scored. They scored more points this season than any other team. And that was uh, one of their data points. It was part of the case they were making for why they would do well in the Super Bowl. The other news story was that LeBron James has playing more minutes per game than any other player in the NBA. And this is a news story because Charles Barkley had said something and LeBron James had said something back. And there was this sort of what felt like a manufactured riff or clash between these two uh, athletes, this former player and this current player. And what struck me about these two stories, the one about the Atlanta Falcons scoring more points per game than anyone else, and LeBron James playing more minutes than anyone else, is that one of these data points seems like it's a lot of signal, and one data point seems like it's a lot of noise. What can help us make better decisions is if we get past the signal data points, if we get past the things that don't necessarily matter. And the best way to think about this is what Howard Marks calls second-level thinking. This is what Marks writes in one of his memos. Quote, The first-level thinker simply looks for the highest quality company, the best product, the fastest earnings growth, or the lowest P.E. ratio. He's ignorant of the very existence of a second level at which to think and of the need to pursue it. End quote. So what Howard Marks is getting at is that you can't look at just one thing. You have to dig and think and answer questions, and do hard things to find the truth behind a situation. And for Marx, that situation means a company to invest in. But we can apply this to the realm of sports, and we can uh, apply second-level thinking to ask, well, this data point I have, this statistic, is it helpful, or do I have to dig further into this and figure out what it means and why it has meaning? So let's look at the Atlanta Falcons, first of all. The Atlanta Falcons have scored more points than anyone else, and good for the Atlanta Falcons. But according to the NFL.com, only four Super Bowl champions have led the league in scoring during the season that the Super Bowl was. So while points scored is helpful, and while it's important, it's not necessarily the, the decision-making thing. It doesn't cause you to win the Super Bowl. It's helpful, and it's part of an overall picture, but this is a situation where we need to keep digging. We need to find out more information. We need to look at uh, DVOA, and we need to look at defensive rankings, and we need to look at matchups, and we need to compare a whole host of things to get at the truth. This situation reminds me a lot about what Marx writes when we get to second-level thinking, because to figure out who has the best odds of winning the Super Bowl seems very parallel to figuring out which company is the best company to invest in. There's lots of variables. There's chaos. Uh, there's things that we don't necessarily know about the situation, so we, we can't account for those things. On the other hand, we have LeBron James, and LeBron James playing more minutes per game in the league is uh, something we don't need to dig around at. That's a data point that's very clearly incorrect. It's a data point where we can say this 
is not something we need to dig around more. We don't need to figure out more about this. LeBron James should probably not be playing more minutes per game than anyone else in the NFL. It seems irrational. But even things that seem irrational, we have to ask, well, why are they done? So we can look at that data point and say LeBron James should very likely be playing fewer minutes per game than he is. That's a lot clearer answer than who will win the Super Bowl. But we can dig and figure out why is LeBron playing more minutes per game than anyone else? What are the incentives? The same day that I was on the treadmill watching ESPN, Patrick O'Shaughnessy and Brent Bishore had a two-hour podcast that was really good. They talked about a lot of things, and one of the things that Bishore said that he has come around with, one of the things that he's learned and appreciated and thought more about is that people aren't irrational. Uh, I like to say that people don't do dumb things. People have accidents and people uh, succumb to randomness, but people don't do things that are dumb because everyone has a reason for the thing they do. Even when uh, they do something that, that appears to be dumb, let's say they get in a car accident because they were driving too fast, well, there's a reason for that. So people don't do dumb things. People are motivated by incentives, and they may have incentives that seem irrational to you or to an economic model, but they're good reasons for the people who are doing those things. And I think that applies to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What is the incentive system that is in that organization? In that interview, B. Shore said, quote, there is a constant pull to do deals. It is seductive to say the least, end quote. He calls it progress anxiety. It's this idea of acting and doing something. And that is an incentive for a lot of systems. We want to feel like we're making a difference. So we do things, we take action, when sometimes the best thing to do is just to shut up and sit there rather than do something. As we watch the news, as we consume information, as we enjoy the Super Bowl and all of the chicken wings that come along with it, we should remember that the initial statistics, the easy figures, the data points that everyone knows may not be good indicators for how something will actually turn out. They may not be predictive. In fact, they may even be loosely correlated, but they are being shared because they sound good. It sounds good to say that the Falcons scored more points rather than that, that they were third in third down efficiency or some other statistic like that. So when we have statistics, when we have data points, when we have information, we should do our best to figure out, is this something that has predictive power and that can help me or is this something I need to dig deeper on? If we start to dig, we need to figure out what the most important figures or statistics are and use those things. When we come across something that seems irrational, it seems like a horrible idea, we should ask, well, what are the incentives that may have caused someone to act like that? What is the situation? What is the ecosystem that led an agent to do this thing? Thanks for listening to this shorter episode of Mike's Notes.